Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. It's hard to believe we're on the 51st podcast. And today we're talking about your mind, your mind. And here we are in Romans chapter 12, an outline for a Christian life and just how God takes this outline or takes his words and tells us how we should live our life, how we should do things. And and and, and folks, you know, it's the difference between bringing honor and glory to God with your life uh, or uh, you know, being that type of person that's miserable, that's uh, just getting in the way of God doing a work through you and God doing a work through your family. And, and that's what it's all about. It's all about allowing God to work through us, being a little bit different because uh, God saved us, because God changes us, because God loves us. And, and and that's what we're talking about here. We're in verse number 16 of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, as we continue on uh, looking at a Christian life. And it says, be of the same mind, one toward another, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. And boy, there's a lot going on there, Stephanie. We're honored again to have Stephanie West go with us. But the first thing we see is we see those words, be of the same mind one toward another. And the idea there is as uh, as the Apostle Paul is penning this uh, book inspired by God Almighty, and, and uh, he tells the church there at Rome to be of the same mind one toward another. And, and, and folks, we could just stop at that statement right there and, and spend the rest of our life saying, stop, you know, right there and be of the same mind. And the only way you're going to be of the same mind is if you're feeding at the same place. And the Bible told us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it said, And be not conformed, but be ye transformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. And and, and friends, the idea here is we're going to be in the same place. We're going to have that same mind as long as we're feeding with God's word, as long as we're uh, actively caught up in God's Word, studying it, learning from it, trying to get to that next place. Remember, as we were earlier on in this study, we spoke about the idea of uh, it it just takes a couple minutes to share Scripture with somebody and to share the gospel and for those people to be saved, but it it takes a lifetime uh, to get right with God. And the old evangelist, uh, Bob Jones Sr., many years ago, I read a book by him that kind of encouraged me, and it said it takes just a few minutes to lead somebody to the to God, but it takes a lifetime to bring God to them. And that's this idea of learning to be more God-like, to be trusting God, to be living there. So be of the same mind one to another. That's that studying the Word of God. That's being in Sunday school. That's uh, doing your devotions every morning. That's doing your Bible reading every day. Quite simply, that's the idea of working hard to get your mind like God, because the closer your mind is to God and the closer your brethren's mind is to God, the closer you two can be to each other. Uh, Relationships, these interpersonal relationships involve people being closer to God. It's a permit. The closer we get to God, the closer our relationships get to each other. And then it goes on and it tells us this. It says, mind, and I, I love that there. And uh, it says, mind not high things, 
but condescend to men of lower state. And so often, Stephanie, as I look at this, I think of people who constantly want to make friendships, who constantly want to live their lives based on, uh, I want to hang out with someone who's rich or successful or uh, seems like they have everything together or they're good looking or they're this or a hundred different social type of reasons that we want to hang out with them. But God's saying we should want to hang out to everybody. We we should not be looking for those high things. We should, uh, we should not be respecters of men. We should be respecters of God and what God does in people's lives. And, and we should try to hang out with those people who are nerdy or those people who aren't quite like us. We we should try to make a difference with them. We should we should trust God and and do those things. That's the idea of this verse here. But condescend to men of low estate. Uh, hang out with the humble. Associate with them and and, uh, and try to imitate Christ in your life. And and that's what God does. And 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 God reminds us that. You know, we have a long way to go to be Christ-like, and, and, and that verse right there reminds us of that. It says, and then it goes on, and it says, be not wine wise in your own conceits, and, uh, you know, don't be stuck up, and, uh, uh, you know, just be real. Be who you are. Love people. Care about people. Hang out with people. Do those types of things that uh, bring honor to God with all people, and, and uh, you know, uh, try to be a friend, and, and, and man, you'll make friends, and try to love people, and people will love you. And it's it's all that kind of thing. It's trusting in God. And uh, Stephanie, as I read that verse and you look there at verse number 16, what comes to your mind? Well, like you, you've been right on point with everything you've said. I mean, it's just this, this whole passage is powerful. And um, it's like the further down we get, the more it's just like, wow, this is not something we can do. This is a God thing. This is Christ being lived through us. Um, but the first part of that verse 16 reminds me of Philippians where Paul exhorts um, the church of Philippi. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, how Christ was willing to humble himself, how he was a servant. And the whole concept of what the mind of Christ is, I believe that's the mind that we're to have towards one another. It's that... Um, as you said, where the closer we the closer we're getting to God, the more um, the closer we'll become to each other. Yeah. And where our goals are all our goals will be the same. Our goals, um, you know, and God uses different personalities. He uses different um, strengths and weaknesses in people. You know, He didn't make us all clones of each other. And that that's what makes life great. You know, it's like don't don't try to make people many you, you know, accept them. You can have the same mind with someone who has a very different personality than you. Yeah. And um, God uses, you know, all the different, you know, all the different personalities, all the different strengths and weaknesses to glorify himself. And that's the end goal is to have that mind yeah. as, um, as a body of Christ to glorify God together. Yeah. And um, I think that's, you know, it leads right into you know, as a body of Christ, we are to, our goal is it should not be to, in maybe in a sense, have a utopia, yeah. to be in the goal of living in our own many utopias in our churches or whatever, you know, to have that mind that, you know, we're it. 
Yeah, um, and I hate that when people are stuck up like that. And yeah. They, and they, they got their own little clans and their own little uh, things. Clicks. Yeah, they, these cliques. And, and folks, open those cliques up. It's, it's about serving right. God. It's not about you. Yeah. It's not about how you feel. It's not about what makes you feel good. It's not about what makes you look good. It's what about makes what makes God look good and mm-hmm. uh, what makes God operate and, and glory that you're giving them. And mm-hmm. uh, this is about God. This isn't about us. And, you know, this life is never, you know, I was thinking, Stephanie, as you were talking about that and the things we do um, make a difference in our lives. And I remember when I was in high school football, one of the sayings we have is about weightlifting of all things. And I think the guys listening and those ladies who are into the gym kind of things will understand me, but they used to have an expression in high school football that we weightlifted. We did the curls for the girls, so we'd have those pretty biceps and we'd do the uh, press for the chest, you know, the bench press and for the dress. We would do the press for the dress and we'd bench press for the dress so we would look good in our clothes and stuff. Oh, but do the squats with glean because those are for the team and uh, just strengthen your legs so you can push off the line and throw somebody back on their back side when they're uh, when you're trying to get to their quarterback or you can get a good move on somebody and run down the field and catch the ball, whatever the case may be. And, and it's like that when we live for life, we, uh, you know, when we live for God, it's about kingdom living. It's a, it, it's about living a different type of life. It's a, uh, Stephanie calls it living eternity. And I'm sorry I broke into your way here, but I, I just, no. yeah, I was just thinking about that. But anyway, you could keep, I'm sorry, I cut it. <laughs> you could keep going. Out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, you're right on target. It's, if we're living for eternity or if we're living for the kingdom and not for the here and now, our goal's not going to be to have nab. Our goal's not going to be to, you know, to be able to brag, oh, I have such and such person that, you know, I'm in with him or whatever. Our goal's going to be who are we reaching for Christ? And I think of Jesus and the woman at the well and so many other examples in Scripture where Jesus went out of his way to condescend him in a low estate. I mean, in reality... And coming to earth, there could be no greater example of condescending to men of low estate because any any human being compared to the God of the universe is of extreme low estate. And yet Christ humbled himself and condescended for every single one of us. He did. And if he could do that as the God of the universe for us, then what what pride and arrogance do we display when we decide certain people aren't worth our time or certain people aren't worth our love or our effort simply because we're too stuck up. I mean, shame on us as God's people. And, um, that's all that is, is, is revealing the pride and arrogancy in our own hearts when certain people aren't the kind of people we want in our church. So we ditch them or we find reasons to get them to leave or we make them feel worthless so that they will leave or, Whatever the case may be, um, I just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that every single person in this world, if my Savior could die for them and he lives in me, then he expects me. It is my reasonable service to show every person I come into contact with the love of Christ and his compassion and um, to pour myself into them the way my Savior is poured into me. Amen. Amen. 
And I, I, I think what we're looking at here is, is this whole concept, folks, if we can get this, if we can let God do this in us, and some of you are. And, the, you know, Stephanie, the people who've made the biggest difference in my life, the, those great Sunday school teachers, those people who are, man, when you need it, they're your ride. Uh, when you need it, they're, they're helping you move. When you need it, they're, they're bringing you groceries. When you need it, they're the people who show up. I mean, uh, they've always been those folks uh, who are just good working people. To, you know, they don't have a million dollars. They don't live in the biggest house. They, they don't drive the nicest cars, but man, they're always there. They're right there beside you. And, and folks, I'm not bashing people with money or of high estate. I, I know some great ones and I hang out with them as well, but I'm just saying God has this, uh, has, has this understanding that we need to understand, or God has these rules that we need to live by that says it's about everybody. And you know, when it's about everybody, some of the greatest people you've ever met come in your life. And some of the greatest people you've ever, uh, ever could imagine talking to start talking with you. And, and uh, oh, what a difference that makes in your life. So, Stephanie, when you're thinking about this and, and people who live this way, who live outside of, uh, outside of you know, conceit, outside of being stuck up, and uh, people who just get it, uh, what are they like? What does somebody look like who gets this verse? Well, when I think of someone who lives out this verse, I think of, you know, the church member who maybe isn't always singing in the choir or, you know, isn't the one who everybody's praising from the pulpit, but the one who's calling up people throughout the week in the church, finding out how they're doing. Yeah. during quarantine, the one who, you know, calls up the mom who's overwhelmed and says, hey, can I come over to your house this week and, and watch your kids for a few, you know, watch your kids for a, few, for a few hours so you can get some time off or, you know, take a meal to, to an older couple in your church who maybe shouldn't be going out, um, but that could use the break of having to worry about getting food or, you know, those things that nobody may ever know about but you're making a difference in someone's life and it's not about the show. It's not about being praised. It's not about you reaping any earthly benefits from it. It's you just doing what you're doing because it's you showing God how much you love him and you, you serving others. And, um, it's that it's the mindset of investing in eternity versus investing in the here and now. And I think it's really interesting but that verse says, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. And as I meditate on that, it just reinforces in my mind, pride, materialism, they all kind of go together. Wow. And if you're, if you're living out of life where what people think of you and, you know, having, having stock in this world's goods and having a house full of things and that kind of thing if that's your focus you're wise in your own conceits you're not going to be of the same mind and just that the the lump packages you're either walking humbly before god walking humbly before your fellow man serving them investing in people instead of stuff you're either that way or you're going to be miserable with your stuff and with your maybe what you consider your prestige or connections 
but you'll be miserable because God only brings fulfillment and contentment and joy and happiness to someone who's following his list of not a list of rules, but his list of requirements to be happy, to be joyful, to have a relationship with him. And it doesn't become a list at that point. It becomes your reasonable service. It becomes what you're more than willing to do to be a living sacrifice yeah. for the one who gave his life for you. Amen. Amen. I think, I think you just hit it right, right on the nail, the nail right on the head here is, uh, you know, we, we've, we live a life that is supposed to be bringing honor and glory to God. So if you're listening to me, we're not bashing anybody. If, if we're hitting you right between the eyes, it's not us, it's God. Mm. But we need to remember, we got a long way to go to be like Christ. And, mm. and this is a reminder that we got to spend every day doing that, that we, we really have to work at it. And when we're like Christ, we have happy wives, happy lives, happy, uh, happy spouse, happy house, whatever. And, uh, you know, and, and looking out for one another, looking out for our kids, looking out for those people in our charge, those people who are around us, just be kind. Be nice. Take care of one another. That's all this is all about. Be kind to everybody. Let everybody in. Make as many friends as you can. And and, and that's what God's all about here is, is just being kind, looking out for one another. And, and uh, uh, again, what an honor it is for us to come in your airwaves. And uh, we're just thrilled that we could be here with you on podcast number 51, where we talk about your mind and our mind. And uh, listen, we sure do love you folks. We're thankful to be here. We'll talk with you real soon, but may God bless you. And uh, drop us a line out there on uh, Facebook on Help for the Wounded Spirit. And, uh, you know, maybe PM us, private message us, drop us a line on the page and say, I'm listening or something like that. But again, we're honored and thrilled to be with you. May God bless you. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.